0: At Ferguson, your project is the company's priority. Whether you're building a new home or working on a remodel, the Ferguson team will be there to make sure everything runs smoothly from start to finish. Ferguson Associates are experts in bath, kitchen, and lighting products, and so much more. They can help with product selection, facilitating orders, and delivery coordination. They work with home builders and remodelers, designers, and homeowners to help make every project a success. Get started at ferguson.com build.
1: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and that makes this Stuff You Should Know, right? Yes. Yeah? Podcast. Have you noticed this carbonated beverage that I'm drinking? It's just like carbonated water. Yeah. The one that uh, that rhymes with the boy. Yeah. Um, it. it I. I've noticed that I've gotten probably ninety percent burpier in podcasts since I started drinking that. Yeah, that stuff is you know it's fizzy. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. You can taste the CO2. Remember we talked about in the taste episode.
2: Oh, I don't drink the plain one that much here at work. Cause what do I'm, you drink? Well, I drink the green tea here at work, iced. But I drink the lime flavored at home. Mm. So you pay for that yourself? Yeah. Wow. Well, nice you know, pants. Discovery Channel pays for it. <laughs> what? Well, it's, you know, who pays my bills. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but that's in exchange for work. Yeah, they don't send me like a stipend for
0: <laughs> the boy <laughs> lime soda. They just send you the lime soda. You, you, Are we done with that one? Yes. It seems like we should be. Yes. Chuck. Josh. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the word karma. Bandied about a lot lately. Oh, man. It's all over. Uh, You could probably find a pretty recent spike in use on the internets in association with a person's name. That would be Casey Anthony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Casey Anthony, the alleged uh, killer of her daughter, Kaylee, who was let off, who was um, found not guilty, acquitted, I guess you'd say. Yeah, she's found guilty of something else, though, today, right? She was found guilty of four counts of lying to the police. Yeah, I didn't follow this case that closely actually i didn't either but i mean like people were crazy oh yes over it i saw and uh i get the impression that most people don't think that sh- that justice was done necessarily that's the impression i get so people have gone to their go-to recourse when you have no other recourse and they are giving it over to karma to right. the law of the universe
2: yes karma will get you
0: that karma's going to come around and get casey anthony one day yeah i say that same thing So it's a very new agey approach to karma. Like, karma's going to get you for wronging me, right? Right. Or I did a good deed, so karma's going to smile on me. Right. And that you can't really approach karma from a um a true viewpoint, as far as the viewpoint of the people who created this concept are concerned, without the positive and the negative. And for the most part, karma is actually very negative. It's something you want to escape from. And if something bad happens to you, uh, or you are born disfigured, or whatever. It's because you did something in your past life. Westerners kind of find this distasteful, right? So we've abandoned it largely and taken this new agey approach to karma. Let's talk about all forms of karma.
2: It's like mech karma in the Western world. That's exactly right. I That's didn't a make really it great up. way to pay, to. Uh, you should coin that. I should um, sued, uh, Chuck. Before
0: we get started, I want to say if you uh, had a problem with uh, acupuncture or acupuncture podcast our reincarnation podcast our voodoo podcast uh, any podcast where we showed um uh, respect to other people's beliefs that are weird or dis uh, you know <laughs> unlike yours yeah and you of. had a real problem with it <laughs> skip this one yeah we want you to continue to like us we respect your opinions and we don't want to bristle you so just go ahead and skip this one just go to the next one there's like 350 other ones <laughs> right. just listen to those yeah. okay listen to the Muppets one that's a good
2: good advice. No dissenters on that one. So let's give everybody a second. Okay. But, you know, we're, we're ex- we explain how stuff works. That's what we do. Yeah, and it's not up to us to
0: assault um, millennia of beliefs that right. billions of people across the world hold. So that's not what we're here for. We're here to explain it, like you said. Right. So speaking from the Eastern point of view, we'll get to the Western view and how we got that later. How it got on My Name is Earl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's what the basis of the show is, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, because he gets hit by a car after winning a lottery. Uh,
2: no, he just won the lottery and gets hit by a car and it gives him pause. I don't remember the car part. Mm -hmm. I just knew he won the lottery, but he was a bad guy and getting hit by the car made him think i don't remember that and i think there was like a song or something
0: like karma like karma was on his mind and he gets hit by a car and like that was the sign from the universe that must have been in the pilot episode i don't know if i saw that yeah so eastern eastern philosophy and we're talking four main um organized religions that believe in karma that would be jainism sikhism jainism yeah jain yeah jainism
2: yeah uh Sikhism, Hinduism, and Buddhism, right? Yes. Uh, the word karma itself, we like to point out the roots sometimes of these words. It's Sanskrit. Mm-hmm. Uh, karman, K-A-R-M-A-N, which means act, which kind of makes a lot of sense. Right.
0: There's also um, a Pali word, and Pali is the original language used um, for Buddhist texts, I believe. Oh, yeah? um, it's Kama, K-A-M-M-A, and it means
2: action. So virtually the same thing. Yeah. Well, it all makes sense because karma is all about the acts that you commit good or bad right coming back to bite you or elevate you mostly to bite you yeah yeah so uh where should we where should we start out here with uh i guess hinduism
0: we should we should also say like the car- the concept of karma is similar in a lot of ways but among these four there's a lot of really interesting differences yes uh yeah.
2: if you do remember our reincarnation podcast you remember us talking about uh samsara and that is the eternal cycle of birth and rebirth that Hindus believe uh, that humans go through. Right. And you're tied to that cycle through karma. Yes.
0: Until you shed all of your karma, as far as Hindus believe, you will never achieve moksha, which is basically salvation. You're freed from this cycle of rebirth. You don't have to waste any time on earth any longer.
2: Right. But uh, here's where I get confused. For some reason, this one confused me, maybe because they're all so similar but slightly different. I thought in Hinduism... Does the karma reset after each rebirth? No, it clings. It clings to
0: the uh, soul. Okay. Right? So with with Hindus, the soul survives transmutation. Okay. With Buddhists, karma is. It, it, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But yes, with Hindus, it's it. Your soul goes from body to body, and the karma's attached, attached to attached the soul. Attached to it, yeah.
2: Okay. So moksha that you you said is the goal of salvation and. That's the ultimate goal, and this is one of those things in Eastern religion a lot of Westerners can't even comprehend. It can only be achieved after it is no longer desired. I can't – it's – it doesn't – like, that blows my mind. I know.
0: That's like sound of one hand clapping. Well, and that's why they, I think, ponder that for their lifetime because it's hard to wrap your head around it. Right. And I I wonder, though, like, the best way to not want that is to really enjoy your life on Earth. But then moksha is a bad thing, so I don't
2: think it necessarily happens like that. I think you're just kind of like, whatever. (laughs) So for Hindus, uh, good karma is, uh, you generally get good karma if you uh, perform the duties of your social uh, status, your caste. If you perform those well, then in your next life, you will be born into the next highest, or maybe you'll skip a couple.
0: Right, but you have to like you said fulfill your duties, right? Yeah. Uh, you have to be a good priest or a good laborer. Right. Um or a good leader or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um and the uh the, one of the I guess aspects of uh, Hindu karma is that it's a universal law that's independent of God. Or any of their gods. They have a pantheon, obviously. Right. Um, but none of their gods can mess with karma. It's, it's its own thing. Right. So a god can't be like, Oh, I'm gonna smack you down with some karma because you irked me so bad. Uh, they can't do it. Right. Uh, and I don't know. I didn't, I didn't notice whether or not the gods are subject to karma, but, um, I would assume probably that Because they it's a, it's a natural law. Oh, yeah, sure. But they're subject to it as well. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Humans definitely are and gods can't mess with it.
2: Right, that makes sense. Yeah, you're explaining this to me.
0: Uh, Buddhism. Well, hold on. There's three. Oh, let me just say there's three types of karma in Hindu. In Hindu. Okay. The stuff you do here in this life. Sure. Does not affect this life. Right. It goes in store for the next life or another life down the down the way. Right. Okay. So you have three kinds of karma. You have <laughs> prarabdha, which is karma that you've experienced during. A past, or your present life. But
2: it's from a past life. Yes, okay. but
0: you're it's you're going through it right now. Gotcha. You are you were born with a club foot. Okay. You did something in another life. Right. This is the idea behind karma. Okay. Um, there's sansita, which is the store of karma that you have coming in future lives, but it's not... Come to fruition, as
2: they say. So you got a safe deposit box chock full of whatever your deeds are.
0: Right. But you hope that through good actions in this life, uh-huh. you can cut down on that store necessarily. Right. Um, and then the the present um, karma that you're sowing that's going to come to fruition and will be added to that store is uh, called agaman. Okay. That's like the stuff you're doing now. And does that go into the storage when you die? I don't know.
2: Okay. I shouldn't have asked that then. <laughs> it's alright. Okay. But that's, that's Hindu karma. <laughs> uh, alright. Buddhist karma believes, uh, they believe that the soul accumulates karma and that it carries over to the next life. Right. It Correct? makes
0: this very cool, but there's no soul in right. Buddhism. It's your karma that, that links one life to the next, right? Right. They don't believe in a soul like we think of a soul. No, here in the West. But the karma that you generate, that you have when you die, makes it to your next life and becomes. I think the, the just the coolest three words ever.
2: Uh, nirvana. No, that's one word. <laughs> the cool nirvana. No,
0: it's two. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, germ of consciousness. Yes. Yes.
0: I think that's really awesome. Like that's it. It informs what you do in this life. Yeah, the vinyana, I believe, is what they call it. Right. But it's not your soul transmigrating from one life to the next right reincarnation but it is a form of reincarnation
2: yes yeah and the soul uh consists of the five skandhas: mm-hmm. uh sensation uh body sensations perceptions impulses and consciousness but that's not the same as the germ of consciousness right right okay
1: hey sarah i loved love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was edited so well
2: Yeah, all of them,
0: all of the karma combined becomes the germ of consciousness in the next life.
2: Right. And Buddhists, like Hindus, want to break the cycle of samsara, uh, to ultimately reach nirvana mm-hmm. via the middle way or the eightfold path, which we already talked about in reincarnation as well, right? right? Yes. See, is this confusing to me? <laughs> like, am I weird? Cause this is confusing.
0: Not really. I mean, if you think about it, you can really, you can break all of these beliefs down to this. You, Your actions have consequences. Well, yeah, I get that part. Right? And good deeds will get you closer to not having these uh, sticky consequences from past lives any longer. Okay. At the very least, you won't generate new stuff. And in most of these beliefs, you can eventually shed all this or get rid of it through either
2: just time, good deeds, or the intervention of God, depending on what your religion is. Right. Because it's the same in Sikhism. They also want to... The whole goal is to exit the chain of reincarnation once again.
0: Right. Basically, everybody thinks Earth is just terrible. Right. So um, the the Buddhists, um, well, Buddha himself came up with some pretty good thoughts on karma. Uh, he had this famous quote saying, we are the heirs of our own actions, right? Darn straight. Um, but he was really big on contradicting the idea that Everything from our past lives informed everything in our current lives, and therefore we weren't, um, there was no such thing as free will. Right. That's a big sticky part of karma is that depending on how you look at it, we're, it, it's just completely fatalist, right? Right. To where there's nothing we could do any differently. This is gonna happen to us anyway, so right. there's no reason to stop being a pervert or a thief in this life. Right. <laughs> and the, the way that that's, um, kind of uh i guess contradicted is um that was one of his teachings he said pervert he, he said pervert <laughs> yeah um which stuck out to me I just like that i didn't voice. know the buddhist the buddha knew what perverts were yeah um but uh the the way you get around that is to say no stuff you're doing now you can control and if it's bad it's going to come back to bite you in your bottom in the next life right right
2: and that was buddha yeah. The bite you in the bottom thing that was I i paraphrased him. Are we on to Jainism? Did I just kind of briefly go over Sikhs or should we cover that in more uh detail? Um
0: well hold on, let me tell you two more things about Buddhism. About Buddhism? Buddhism that I found interesting. One is um, vipaka is the result of karma, so karma's action. Okay. Vipaka is the result of your action. So it's like um v- uh, karma is to vipaka, as seed is to fruit, is an analogy I've seen. Huh, very nice. Right? Um, and then asana is a type of karma, a good karma. Well, you would hope it'd be good. It's the karma, an act of karma that you um, commit on your deathbed, right? So maybe you will all of your money or your, oh, your possessions sure. to like a local orphanage or something. They, The Buddhists give great import to um, asana because it's so close to the beginning
2: of the next life that it just it's more potent, I believe. And does that outweigh even the bad deeds that you've done? Like no, can you store? You know, no, but bad it'd be like if you right?
0: compared maybe a bad thing you did when you were six to a good thing you did uh, on your deathbed. Right. It's the the asana is gonna just be it'd be bigger in okay. scale, I guess. Gotcha. That's the impression I have. Again, I'm not Buddhist or Hindu or Jain or Sikh. Sikh. So this is all just outside you, research. Josh? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm a strong member of the Church of Josh. Okay. Yeah.
2: I am too. That's weird. Of Josh? Yeah. Wow. My first <laughs> member. Oh, you've got more than one, my friend. Uh, so I mentioned Sikhism briefly. Do you have anything else on that?
0: Yeah. The, I, I thought the Sikhs got kind of a uh, short shift, thrift, shrift, shrift in this article. Yeah, a little bit. Um, there's, you know, plenty of stuff out there. Um, there's actually a very um, venerable scholar, Dr. Gobind Singh uh, Mansukhani. Okay, he's a he's a learned Sikh scholar. So, Dr. Uh, Mansukhani uh, took on the same idea that the, the your acts in a previous life are having an effect on your current life, and that fatalistic view of like, well, there's such a thing as free will. Then, right. He took that on and said, no, there is such a thing as fate, and it is very strong. So fate will look at like a river, right? Okay. But man can still make waves in this in this river. Mm-hmm. Your actions are like a wave or like a whirlpool. So it's within this flowing river of fate, but you're still having a consequence right. through your actions. Like an so eddy. So do good things. And Eddie was one of the ones he used. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so do good things, do good acts, and uh, you will gain favor with God. Um, the, the, that's not unique to Sikhism. I think, um, the Hindus believe that God, no, the Hindus believe God can't have anything to do with it or that the gods can't. The Sikhs say, no, God can create or destroy karma. Okay. And so if you find favor with God through good acts or through prayer or whatever, um, you will, there will be an effect of a loss of karmic debt. Boy, they did get the short shrift. They totally did.
2: They got a sentence.
0: or Yeah, two. and their 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 view of karma is that it's the accumulation of effects of past deeds on your character, and the character is tied to the soul, and so therefore the character survives death. Wow! So you 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 wake up in the next life with the the same character a character that was assembled by your previous life. Right. All right. I like that one. That's a good one. Plus but- they have the cool turbans. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh Giantism is where we get a little Star Warsy with the whole thing. This sort of reminded me of the midi chlorians, how they explain the Force. and which one? Oh, uh, it was it was one of the the newer ones. You know, they explain the Force as midi chlorians in the cells, and everyone was kind of like, really? Yeah. Like you had to explain that? Yeah.
1: Hey Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Omg, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well.
2: Anyway, Jainism uh, actually believes that karma is a an actual atomic substance with actual particles that attach itself to the jiva or your soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as your soul is burdened by karma, once again, you are trapped in that cycle of uh, birth, death, and rebirth. Right. But they believe it's a physical thing. Yeah, per-
0: like a particular matter that thing. it can't be sensed or measured in right. their words. Um, and I took that, the, well, the vibrations of your words, your thoughts, and your deeds. They collect it, right? They attract karma, yeah. these particulate matters. Uh-huh. Um, and Jainists um, have classified, like I think, something like 158 subtypes. So there's eight types of karma, two main types, physic, physical and psychic. Uh-huh. Uh, there's eight types and 158 subtypes. And they do it to like a remarkable degree. So like if you, um, look at the number four subtype of the body shape nom, Mm -hmm. you're a hunchback if you have that kind of karma. Huh. Yeah. So like they have it down to like that granular level. Wow. But the one that, what it reminded me of is epigenetics.
2: How, what, what do you mean?
0: Well, they're, they're saying like karma, this particulate matter, Mm -hmm. is attracted to the soul and it, Affects its function. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't change the nature of the soul. In just the same way that, like, these proteins are are, um, attached to your genes and they affect its expression. Interesting. But they they don't change the gene, they just change its function, how it functions. Wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah.
2: And they've been talking about this for a while. Well, anginists believe that the, the bad deeds are more likely to stick. So in their life, like, sort of like, you know, Hindu and Buddhist, they live very meagerly, uh, don't like seek out the uh, material things, um, obviously live a sober life, mm-hmm. and don't harm other living things.
0: Yeah, I think they're the ones that have, uh, there's a sect of Janes that have little Giants. brooms, Giants <laughs> that have little brooms, and they really? like dust off before they sit down because they don't want to accidentally kill anything. Wow. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I've been letting moths out like crazy. Heavy. you? Oh, dude, we're under attack.
0: Really? Yeah. You should um, turn out your lights.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I it works like a charm. <laughs> uh, so now, can we move on to karma in the West? This yeah. interesting perversion—not a perversion, just a, here in half, the West—it's become half, a truth. Yeah, a half-truth of met karma. It's become just a buzzword, um, meaning you know how to how to increase your luck, basically, by doing good things. Right, like
0: tipping. Yeah. Like karma. A karma jar is
2: right. a tip jar. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of off a little bit. Well, I, have you ever wished bad karma on someone, for real? Like, thought that or said that? You mean like schadenfreude? <laughs> no, I actually said, like, oh, man, you got some bad karma coming your way for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used
0: to extensively, like, really, that was my thing. It's just so easy you just relinquish power. Like, oh, yeah. well, I don't have to do anything because karma is going to come back, or the universe is right. going to come back and get you.
2: Well, in a way, though, it's kind of good because it means that you're not um, obsessed with revenge. Exactly. So, it, yeah, it is very good in that sense. Yeah, I had a lady in L.A. that sold us a treadmill a used treadmill that, uh, her name was Joan, and that's all I'll give you, <laughs> but we remember the first and last name. We still say it today. L.A.? Yeah. Was it, it Joan Crawford? No, it wasn't Joan, Joan Crawford. Collins? Um, but Joan Rivers. She sold us this, uh, she wasn't famous. Yeah. She sold us a treadmill that um, clearly did not work. When we got it home, like, you know, I ran on another place. It was like, hey, this is cool. <laughs> Turns out, after like six or eight minutes, the thing overheats and stops, and it was just like that and we called her back and we were like hey you know we were just at your house 45 minutes ago mm-hmm. and we bought this treadmill and it's not working it overheats and stops and you know you knew this and like we'd like our $200 back or whatever and we'd like mm-hmm. to bring it back and she said I'm not a store <laughs> that's what she said wow and we were like really? We're like you know you had to have known this thing didn't work like we just you know you can tell someone else or whatever Just we just want to make this right real quick we'll be back over there in 30 minutes and mm-hmm. she was like no He's like, sorry, I'm not a store. I don't accept returns. Yeah. And I wanted to take the treadmill and get some friends and go throw it. Through, she had this big bay window. <laughs> throw it through her window right. in the middle of the night. And Emily said, I couldn't do that. And she just said, that was probably good. karma will get her one day.
0: It's it's a good way. It's a way to go. At the very least, you conserve a lot of energy that you can use elsewhere on more productive things than <laughs> hating throwing somebody. Throwing something through a window at right. the
2: treadmill. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And plus, I mean, like... Accelerating or hastening karma by like burning someone's house down will get you in trouble. Well, yeah. Some people think
2: that that generates bad karma for you. <laughs> Weirdos. Yeah. Uh, so in the West, it's obviously become well, you call it new age. It is very new age, and yeah. what's interesting is we
0: can trace it back to a pretty much one person. Who introduced the idea, the concept of karma, to the West? Helena Blavatsky. Yeah, Madame Blavatsky. Madame Blavatsky. Yeah, she She's was a, she was a uh, she was a Russian. She was very well traveled. She was very well read. She was also um, something of a huckster during the era in the um, the northeastern United States, where you could basically say, "Hey, I'm a medium. Look at this." Um, Cheesecloth that I'm pulling out of my throat. It's it's spirit. <laughs> Did she do that? She made a teacup and tea saucer appear early on and just performed a few tricks. And right. She, there were like all sorts of um, uh, spirits or adepts that she worked with um, that were basically gave all these grand pronouncements and lessons that like she issued to her cult of followers. Right. Um, but she was very charismatic too. She was incredibly intelligent and very charming. But she was also something of a fraud. But this lady basically came up with this idea that she she was coming down with this divine wisdom that was
2: handed down to her. Theosophy, right? Yeah, she founded the Theosophical Society, and I th- thought it was interesting as she was a huckster. She co-founded it with Henry Steele Olcott, who was an attorney mm-hmm. and a journalist. Yeah. So, if you're going to hook up with something in a in a huckstery way, yeah, you're really coa if you have an attorney on one side and then you can get press by the fact that he's a journalist
0: so I don't know if this woman was if she bought her own hype she from what I understand I just read an entry on her in the skeptics dictionary Uh um but the from what I understand she seemed fairly um committed she was finally run out of like the um the organization the the theosophs oh she was yeah like in 1885 or 6 don't they still exist today uh, yeah, yeah. Um, because they accused her of, of trickery or something like that. But um, by the time this happened, they were in India. So like, she seemed very committed to the idea right. of you know this Hindu teachings. But basically, her idea was to that all all of this occult um scripture uh-huh. of like Zoroaster and all, it's just just and the Gnostic texts, yeah. all that. Um, could all be reconciled with like um uh, the idea of Atlantis and this where these supreme beings lived and there's astral projections <laughs> and all of this, all the stuff that we take for granted today, right? Came from this lady in this era, and one of the things that she introduced was the concept of karma,
2: right? And uh, it was to prepare us for what she called the Aquarian Age, which was mm-hmm. the ultimate enlightenment or time of brotherhood, I guess, A.K.A.
0: the 1950s, right? <laughs>
2: Well, was she? Was it sort of like akin to the rapture? Is that? No. No? I think it was just a, a, a change in
0: consciousness among uh, humanity as a whole. It's like the 60s, you know? It's the right. coming of the age of Aquarius. Oh, sure. Yeah. What was that, from hair? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Age of Aquarius
2: meant everybody was on acid. <laughs> That's right. Uh, John Lennon instant karma's gonna get you Mm -hmm. number three hit i didn't know it was that big of a hit i've never heard it before oh yes you have i have not shut up i'm not kidding and we all shine on you've never heard that chorus oh i didn't know that that was the name of the song well yeah instant karma's gonna get you and then the chorus is and we all shine on
0: i had no idea that was the song
2: it's also a nike commercial i yeah that's where i've heard it yeah (laughs) and of course my name is Roy, which we've already covered eventually it became fodder for television mustachioed guys who was also a Scientologist who Jason Lee is yep man have you seen that Memphis Beat show no he's on that he
0: stars in it and apparently when he has a rough day working the uh, homicide beat
2: he goes out at night and like plays the blues <laughs> I saw him at a granddaddy show in LA yeah and thought oh man I love Jason Lee did they play that one song <laughs> did they have a hit Granddaddy? Yeah. Yeah. I was in
0: uh, 28 Days Later when they're in the grocery oh, store. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They played that. I love that song. Yeah, it's a good one. Never heard any other Granddaddy songs, but that's a Ooh, good song. Ooh, they great. They, they can't top that one. No, actually, I think
2: they have. <laughs> well, I'll have to go listen. Yeah. Um. What else you got, Chuck? I got nothing, man. This one just befuddled me for some reason. I apologize. I, you did great. Thank you. I,
0: so I guess the, the lesson here is um, anytime you're thinking about karma and you, sure, tipping somebody an extra dollar is a good idea, but don't forget the other aspect of karma where if there's something bad has happened to you or somebody was born disfigured or dis dismembered somewhere, somewhere in life or just was killed right. or abused, people believe that that's karma
2: too. So do you believe in karma in the very loosest sense of like, if you do good things, like good things will return your way. I don't even know, to be honest. I think you should do good things just because it's the right thing to do. But I, You know what? I do, but I don't believe
0: it's any kind of like natural law force. or cosmic force. Yeah. I believe it's more like doing good deeds brings out a, a level of consciousness where you're attuned to goodness so you notice it in other people in life more so you open up that door of very much so yes whereas like if you judge other people you are you become consumed with the idea of being judged and that like you dwell down there I think I agree with you there that's what I think it is
2: I think I agree with you completely church of Josh exactly
0: (laughs) well if you want to read more about uh, how karma works type in karma with a K don't be dumb with a K uh, in the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And uh, that will bring up that article. Written by Sarah Doughty of Stuff You Missed in History Class. That is right. And uh, Chuck, I said, uh, search bar in there somewhere. So, listener
2: mail. Listener mail. Uh, we asked for calls from uh, people in the uh, First Murderer podcast who might be related to John Billington. And lo and behold, we have one. Yeah, and also, can we mention what Dorcas means? Yeah, what does it mean? It means gazelle in Greek, I believe. And we heard from quite a few people who have family members named Dorcas. Yeah. Grandmothers, usually. Dorcas. Dorcas Menorcas. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, This is from Wren in Elburn, Illinois. Hey, Josh and Chuck and Jerry, you said you wanted to hear from people who are related to John Billington. Well, here I am. My aunt researched our family history a few years ago put it all together in a book, and gave it to the family members for Christmas. It's a great gift. Uh, when I first got it, the Billington, uh, Billington story was for sure the most intriguing. Uh, the girls from Stuff You Missed in History Class did a podcast about it a couple of years ago as well, and I loved that edition and played it for my dad, who thought it was cool. Um, I have played it for almost everyone I know, saying at the end of the episode, and that's my family in a nutshell. I'm one of those people who is super excited to say I'm related to the first murderer, in the new world and also loved to tell the story about his son almost blowing up the Mayflower mm-hmm. I told my sister when she was pregnant that if she was having a girl she should name the baby Dorcas Dorcas she didn't find it amusing and had a son anyway and named it Dorcas <laughs> just dork I think this is the male version Dorco. D-O-R-C uh, anyway just want to express my excitement for the episode I really love all the episodes keep it up uh, Ren from Elburn, Illinois
0: nice well thanks a lot
2: Ren Billington I don't think that was the last name, but yeah. I know. If you've got a good deed that you did
0: to somebody that you would consider good karma, right? You think you deserve a
2: little good karma for it? Let's have a karma off. Or how about this? And, right. and have evidence of that return. Like you did a good deed and you won the lottery, like That's the next day. That's a good one.
0: That's a good one. Um, we'll, we're holding a little mini contest. <laughs> Whoever has the best one, in our opinion, will make it to listener mail. That's right. But it's not a real contest, it's unsanctioned. That's right. I didn't even use the word contest just now, did I? No. There's no prize, no nothing. It's a karma off. Anyway, uh, if you want to let us know about that, you can uh, tweet it to us at SYSK Podcast. You can also uh, go on to our Facebook, facebook.com slash know, or you can send it old-fashioned email at stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com.
1: Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully (laughs) human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Discover a career that matters at the U.S. Department of
2: Veterans Affairs. Be part of an innovative team delivering world-class health care and benefits to America's veterans. Enjoy robust benefits, work-life balance, and career development opportunities. Join a diverse and inclusive community that values your unique background and skills, a community where nearly one in three of your colleagues are veterans themselves. Apply now at vacareers.va.gov.